0: Hello everybody, my name is Ben Schluter, welcome to the thirteenth episode of the second season of Gold to Go, in which I try and cram in everything into one episode, because frankly that's how things are going to have to work, um, because instead of doing the normal stuff, we're going to cram it. You got it? Alright. Let's start off with something that I said I might do in a separate episode on, but then I decided not to because time, and that's those basketball games, what, that I went to on Wednesday. So starting with UNO versus Central Arkansas and uh well it it was a blowout yeah it was it was just a blowout of a game uh so basically here's what happened so UNO gets off to this Big-time lead. They get off to this huge lead. They're up by 14. And then Central Arkansas claws back with a 14-2 run. It's a 2-point halftime lead for the Privateers. And then the Bears just fell off the face of the planet. Yeah, it was not a good ending for uh, the Bears. Ended 90-63 in favor of UNO. Um, you look at the final statistics, and it was a sloppy one. Uh, the teams combined for 35 turnovers, 18 for the Bears, and 17 for the Privateers. Both teams had 15 fouls. There were a couple of technicals, apparently, on uh, Central Arkansas. I only remembered one. I did not remember a second. But that's separate. Um, Yeah. Why could UNO win this game? Well, number one, they were shooting really well. Not just from beyond the arc. They could get inside. They could uh, push, push, push. You look at their shooting, uh, their percentage, 34 of 63. Now, UCA was shooting 28 of 63. Not exactly great three-pointer-wise. UCA hit 3 of 17, whereas UNO hit 7 of 18. So, there was that. When you looked at this game, it, UNO looked like a competent basketball team, and UCA just didn't. Central Arkansas definitely looked like one of the worst teams I've seen, and they're not winning their conference. They're not even going to come close. Uh, the A-Sun is just too good for them. They're going to get destroyed in there. Um, that's going to so badly. But, yeah, this game, oh, it happened, all right. It happened. So let's talk about the other game that happened. VMI and Presbyterian. Now, uh, VMI. Coming in, I didn't really know what to think of them. Like, who who are they? What are they? Are they good? Are they bad? And the answer that I got was, Heh. Just, uh... Wasn't... It? Okay, fine. I'll stay on the Australian website just to get the, uh, statistics. Yeah, no. This was a back-and-forth, pretty tight game. Uh, I thought VMI was gonna win this game. Uh, I don't think I was the only one considering the line was 133. I'm sorry, not the line. That was the over-under, which the game went pretty under, uh, with a 59-54 to victory for the, uh, Blue Hose, but... Minus three and a half for VMI, and like you look at them coming in, apparently they were better, and they shot better. Like they shot as a team, forty percent. They were twenty of fifty from uh the field, seven of twenty-six from beyond the arc. Uh, they were seven of nine from the line. So in every respect, they did better than Presbyterian. Forty percent from the field compared to. 23 of 67, 34.3%, you're shooting 7 of 26 compared to 5 of 25, that's 20% for Presbyterian, and then 10 of 15 from the free throw line, that's 66.7%, but that's where there's a major problem. Free throws. However, I will say this, VMI was kind of sort of intentionally fouling at the end. Um, In fact, I really don't have much to say about this game, mainly because I tuned out halfway through it because it kind of got boring. And then I realized, holy cow, this actually is a back-and-forth game. Final possession. Final minute. Um, Presbyterian has the lead. I think it's a two-point lead. Um. If I recall correctly, which I probably don't. I didn't recall correctly. Too well. Um, so base it was a two-point game. It was a two-point game. Um. There's a minute 18 remaining. Presbyterian. They they get the luckiest bounces I've seen. They miss a three. They get the rebound. They miss a three. Get the rebound. Miss a three, get the rebound, and then comes a foul with six seconds left. They had a long possession. It wasted time. I was shocked VMI didn't foul. Because VMI honestly should have fouled. In that situation. You, you foul in that situation. You try and get them to the line, miss the shot, and then get the ball. You're down two with a minute to go. This is inexcusable. Seriously, why aren't you intentionally fouling? And you're in the single bonus. If they miss, you get the ball. If they miss the first shot, you get the ball. Or at least you get a chance at it. Now granted, VMI had a six foot eleven guy. I would respond by fouling him... So that you don't have to deal with trying to rebound? uh, And have him, you know, beat you? Just another thing. Like, you look at rebounds. Guess what? VMI got out-rebounded. That's the problem. And offensive rebounds. Holy cow, I'm looking at this. So, they had 26 defensive rebounds each. But VMI had 7 offensive rebounds. And Presbyterian at 21. That's a big difference. Just absolutely massive difference there. And that's going to kill you. 47 compared to 33 rebounds. So, yeah. all Overall, 10 bucks for mid... I literally had mid-court seats. Like, if you've seen it on television, a good... A well-shot basketball game on television from mid-court. That's about where I was. It was really good. 10 bucks for two games. Um, definitely worth the price. Got, you know, I got a decent game out of it. It was really fun. I, I definitely want to do that again. But yeah. I think it's time to talk about the football things. Oh, is it time to talk about the football? So... Let's start with last week's NFL, starting with the Patriots and the Falcons. Ha 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 ha, Falcons didn't score a point. Imagine not scoring a point. I literally am incapable of doing so, as the last time the Saints didn't score a point, I didn't have a functioning hippocampus. Yeah, that's how long ago it's been. Uh, Patriots won 25-0, the Falcons had every single quarterback throw a pick, and their combined passer rating among the three quarterbacks was worse than if you did nothing that uh, if you did nothing but spike the ball into the ground on every single play. Oof! When your team has a sub 39.6 passer rating, you need to get some work done. And Matt Ryan is one of the problems. Matt Ryan just isn't doing it. I would know, I also have a terrible quarterback. But yeah, Patriots are a good team. Uh, As of that point, they had led the division. As of right now, they do not. Yeah, and that's because of the Bills. However, the Bills got absolutely murdered. Jonathan Taylor made it his mission to destroy the Bills single-handedly, and did so. Five touchdowns in three quarters. What the hell was that? I don't know, but the Bills... Who, baby, did not look good in that game. They cleaned it up. By the way, 41-15. to 15, This game was Scorigami. Anyway, Ravens, they beat the Bears. They beat them with discount Lamar Jackson. Tyler Huntley, who I like. I I do particularly like Tyler Huntley. I talked about him in the first episode of the two-point conversion for this year when the Saints played the Ravens in the preseason, because I liked what I saw out of him. Thought he could be good. Uh, The Bears kind of got screwed when Justin Fields went down. Actually, they got screwed when uh, Matt Nagy was extended, uh, was allowed to coach this season, and they didn't make any improvements to the offensive line. Yes, you need a quarterback, because your offensive line is totally healthy and is in no way banged up and terrible. And I thought we had a good offensive line. You know what? I'm going to stop complaining about the Saints for right now. Uh, and talk about the fact that the Browns, they beat the Lions 13-10. to The Lions are starting Tim Boyle. Browns, you need to rethink everything about yourselves if you want to keep winning. Because you cannot be beating the Tim Boyle-led Detroit Lions by three. That's all I got to say about that. And then, hey, Texans, why'd you have to ruin my eliminator challenge? Because they did. I no longer can play it. I was eliminated, you see, because I had the Titans winning, and the Titans decided to lay an egg and give the Texans a victory because this is the year 2021 and nothing is normal. Um, yeah. Anyway, next up, the Packers lost to the Vikings on a last-second field goal. Vikings, can you not be a thing, please? You're making me sad. I like the Packers, but more importantly, I hate the Vikings. Then, the Dolphins. They beat the Jets. Oh, what a shocker. Joe Flacco lost. Who could have seen this coming? Everyone? Yeah, a lot of people did. The Dolphins are just a better team. Because the Jets are the worst. And now you don't have Joe Flacco or this random other backup quarterback. I think it was Logan Woodside. And I don't know why, but that name brings back weird, like, why do I know this name? Probably because he played in, probably because college football, I I am a college football fan and I probably heard Logan Woodside from that. Let me just double check. Logan Woodside also might be playing on the Titans and I might just be a complete idiot. Yeah, he is. He is on the Titans, and I'm thinking of somebody completely different. Nah. That's right. Anyway, it was some Randy, and he got COVID, and then Joe Flacco, because he's unvaccinated, um, he has to sit out, so now, like, I don't know what the hell's going on. Here's what I do know. The Saints got their asses kicked by the Eagles. Um, Trevor Simeon sucks. So does our offensive line. We didn't have any of our starting tackles. Cool. Um, I already complained about this game, but I didn't complain about it enough because we also lost Adam Troutman for four to six weeks in garbage time. Cool, Saints. So you're losing guys that you really desperately need? Awesome. We're not making the playoffs? Cool. I understand. We don't have a quarterback. We don't have an offensive line. We lost Mark Ingram for... uh, It was like Mark Ingram. uh, He played okay. We don't have running backs. We don't have an offense. Hey, congratulations, Trevor Simeon. You threw your first pick as a Saint. And then you threw your first pick six as a Saint. So congratulations on that front. And then the fourth quarter happened and we randomly started to look good. Amazing. Us looking good in the fourth quarter. We'll talk about why that didn't happen yesterday. Because, you know, I will give more of a deeper insight into that. This is going to be a long episode. I know this because I just realized how much I have to talk about. But yeah, Eagles, they can run the ball. They're also one game out of the division lead now. Um, And you can actually thank the Cowboys for losing on Thanksgiving for that. But um, and the Eagles got an easy schedule, as do the Cowboys. But the Eagles have a pretty favorable schedule. And they can run the ball pretty well. It's almost like Jalen Hurts is a dual-threat quarterback. Who could have seen this coming? Except literally every Alabama fan, LSU fan, anyone who's ever watched him. Like, he's a good quarterback. What the hell is wrong with y'all? God, it took y'all long enough? Then, the Panthers lost to the Washington football team. It may have been Cam Newton's homecoming, but it was Taylor Heineke's homecoming too, and frankly, only one was allowed to leave with a victory. His name was Ron Rivera, actually, so, um, yeah, that happened- yeah, Ron Rivera is a good coach. And the Washington football team have a good defense. And Washington is now trying to make a playoff push because the seven seed in the uh, NFC is now wide open. Yeah. Then, the 49ers beat the Jaguars. I really don't have anything to say about this game. I didn't watch this game. You probably didn't watch this game. It's statistically likely that you didn't watch this game. um, Yeah, just the 49ers are a thing that exists, and the Jaguars are kind of limping along for the rest of the season. The Bengals, they beat the, the, the Raiders. Cool. I don't know anything that happened in this game. Besides Jamar Chase looking good, which was nice. Then in a game I really shouldn't have picked the way I did. The Cowboys beat the uh, the Cowboys lost to the Chiefs because the Cowboys forgot how to score touchdowns. Thanks Dak for getting two fantasy points for me and costing me my entire fantasy week. Just really really helpful there. Um but not only that, but and I get it. He didn't have any wide receivers. Neither did Aaron Rodgers on a short week and they beat an undefeated team. There's no excuses there. You have a quarterback you have Dak Prescott. It's not enough. Clearly. Run the ball better. Tony Pollard exists. Did you forget about this? He's good. As is Ezekiel Elliott. But Tony Pollard, you need to start using him more. As for the Chiefs, man, your defense is back. Spags. Why why couldn't we have had this in 2012 again? I'm just asking. Like, we would have really appreciated having a defense in 2012. Okay, we shut out the Bucks that year, fine. Fine, I guess we got to have one nice thing. The worst defense in the history of the NFL in terms of yards allowed somehow shut out the Buccaneers, which is all you need to know about how bad the 2012 Buccaneers were. But yeah, Chiefs are surging. Speaking of a team that's surging, the Arizona Cardinals, yeah, they're still here. As for the Seahawks, y'all are dead. Let's call it what it is. Y'all are dead right now. Y'all got nothing going. Where's your offense? Where's your defense? Why is it all gone? How'd you lose to Colt McCoy? All of these are questions I don't know how to answer. I ain't a Seahawks fan. I don't care about this team. We already beat you. You missed two field goals against us. We gotta win because of that. Thanks. DK Metcalf pushed off. Fight me. Fight me all day on DK Metcalf. He pushed off. Alright? I ain't got- I don't have any love for you guys. I really don't care whether you do well or not. I'm indifferent to you. But right now, y'all need to do better. Cause uh, Russell Wilson doesn't look good, and it ain't just his offensive line. You still don't have a run game. It's bad. As for the Cardinals, Colt McCoy is doing well? I, I think I said this team was screwed if they had to go to their backups. Turns out I was wrong. When have I ever been wrong before? I know when I wasn't wrong, when I picked the Chargers to beat the Steelers. Boy, was I right about that. Oh, man, I didn't pick a total for the Bucks giants game. Who cares? Um, yeah, Chargers, why did you nearly do what you did when you decided, you know it would be cool? Give up all of the points in the fourth quarter. Blocked punt. Fumble. Failure. Why did you do that? And then Mike Williams decided, here I come to save the day with all of my beautiful talent. It's beautiful. It's so beautiful, but you guys need to work on it. It seems to be in your DNA to just keep blowing leads. And y'all are a playoff contender. Can't be doing that. Cannot be doing that. Finally, the Bucks beat the Giants. I was too busy not watching this game. Or the first half of this game, because I was too busy watching LSU beat the crap out of Belmont uh, to know what happened in this game. All I know is that the Bucks won it, and I'm annoyed by that. So let's talk about the games from yesterday. And, yeah. So, I missed one of these predictions, and I got two of them. You can guess which one I missed. It was the Cowboys game. We'll start with the Bears-Lions game. I didn't get to watch most of it. Thank the gods I didn't watch most of it because it was apparently a train wreck. (coughs) I'll tell you, the ending was stupid. So, the Bears managed to take off 8 minutes of clock. First of all, hats off to you guys being able to do that with Andy Dalton and no offensive line. The referees need to be um, called out for something in this game, and that is granting a timeout they never should have. You don't call... Okay, so you can't call back-to-back timeouts in the NFL. That's illegal. If you do, it's a five-yard penalty for delay of game. Used to be 15-yard unsportsmanlike conduct. I don't know why they decided to downgrade that, uh, or it took so long for them to do that, but whatever. And no, this isn't salt from, like, maybe a decade ago of when we got screwed by it. Nope. Not at all. Anyway, you as a referee are not supposed to grant that timeout. You're supposed to ignore it. You're supposed to ignore it because you're just not allowed to call it. But no, they grant the Lions the timeout. They penalize them five yards. The Bears get uh, from a third and nine to a third and four, and they convert the third and four, and this screws the Lions out of having a chance to win the game. It just, it screwed them. Like, Congrats, refs. You blew it. I know it seems small, but, like, it kinda cost them the game. What can I say? Um, also, Lions maybe don't commit holding penalties and don't get into two third and 32s in the same game. Pretty tough. Then we have the game I didn't watch because I was too busy not watching it. Um, the Cowboys. They lost to the Raiders in overtime. Apparently, there were there were there was a there's a lot of problems with officiating in this game. Twenty-eight accepted penalties. Ooh boy. Yeah twenty-eight accepted penalties, uh fourteen I think on each side. But you know It's not like that means anything. i I mean that would just be ridiculous. Like, it would just be ridiculous. <laughs> nah. nah. Sorry, I just lost track of where I was. I was too busy seeing Brees Hall has uh, done a cool thing for uh, Iowa State. So, awesome. Bunch of touchdowns. 24 touchdowns this year. He's doing a good job. I want to see him succeed at the NFL level, mainly because I think he can. Yeah. So, back to the penalties. Um, lol, the Cowboys lost. I don't care. Uh, I do care. I don't like bad officials. Bad officiating makes me cry. But you know a game that didn't have bad officials? Saints-Bills. It actually had really good officials. Um, like, seriously, if we want to talk about this from an officiating standpoint, there weren't that many flags. Um, there wasn't anything egregious that got called. Um, everything was pretty fine. They had a really good crew out there. Um... Yeah, hats off. Like, we don't talk about good officiating enough. And we should. Because... You know... When they're good, we just tend to ignore them. And we've had so many bad officials that we should stop to appreciate good ones. I'm trying to delay the inevitable of talking about this game if you haven't figured it out by now. Okay... So, first of all, Tradavius White tore his ACL in this game, which is really sad because I really like the guy. DBU. Anyway. Um, he's he's really cool though, and like he really helps the Bills, and now the Bills are kinda scroody. Like, that defense needed help. It didn't need help to stop the Saints. So I don't know what we're doing right now besides failing, but I need to talk about a certain specific... Teron, Armstead, why did you, on a 4th and 3, let a guy just run by you like you were a turnstile? Bro, if you make that block, I think we get the first. We at least come close, instead of the loss. Can you talk about the fake punt? I think we can talk about the fake punt now. Okay, um, so, Sean, I get why you're faking the punt here. I'm actually warming up to the decision, like, as I've thought about it. But don't fake the punt at the opponent's 45... 45- 49-yard line, down only 10. Please, don't ever do that again. That didn't look good. I I mean, I lo- the fake was executed perfectly. They just covered it well. Because there's no pass interference on a punt. Not in a punt formation. Uh, you can't get called for it, I don't think. And I think that they may have ruled the ball uncatchable too. But still, it was a really well-executed fake. They just covered it well. But please don't do stupid, cute stuff like that, Sean. You're not good enough to do it. Um. Other than that, um, we have no run game. We we when I left the game because I went to this game and then we left early because it got that bad. Uh, we had 1.2 yards per carry. We had 21 uh, yards on 17 carries. We finished the game 1.8 yards per carry, 44 yards on I believe 25 carries. That's inexcusable. I don't care that you have guys out on the offensive line. Next man up. Next man up. There's no excuses. There's no excuse for having a game in which you cannot run the ball for three yards per carry. Guys, for God's sake, you're going up against a team that gave up five rushing touchdowns to one guy. For God's sake. And I get they have a really good O-line. I get that the uh, Colts have like a top five O-line. Seriously, they have a top five O-line. Let's be clear about that. Um, When they are on point, Carson Wentz barely has to do anything. He has the easiest job in the world of just handing the ball off. Like, hand the ball off to Jonathan Taylor. Let's see where that goes. Oh, he got 10 yards again. Okay, cool. Turns out a guy who kept winning the Nagurski Award, or wait, not the Nagurski Award. Who am I kidding? Uh, Whatever award it is for, like, best running back, it's a really good running back. Who could have seen that coming? Like, a two-time winner of it. I don't remember what it is. I can't believe it. I think it's the Nagurski. Either way, what I do know is this. He kicks ass, and Jonathan Taylor's really good. And I hope that he continues his thing, because you know, it's who they're playing. Um, and I gotta say, and I didn't mention it, the, um, the Drew Brees thing was kind of awesome and really emotional for like me and for a lot of people, pretty clearly. Because like, you you still don't understand how much that guy means to the city, and to the franchise. Because, you know, we want a world championship. on on the shoulders of of his play. Like, by God, right now we we just are like, could you come back, please, Trevor Simeon Socks? Please come back. You you could probably you could probably win some games. Please, please, please come back. Like your hair. Come back like your hairline, please. <laughs> I'm just saying, come back like that hairline did. Because everyone's making that joke. Um, Yes, it is. It, it was just an incredible game. I mean, that moment was incredible. Um, Yeah, the game was terrible. God, we've got no offense. But we didn't get shut out. We didn't get shut out. We just missed an extra point for the fourth straight game. It was a two-point conversion, but that's still a point-after attempt. Anyway, let's get to these uh, football games. Bengals Steelers. I got the Bengals winning this game. I just don't think the Steelers are good right now at um, winning football games. They nearly came back to beat the Chargers and then managed to squander that opportunity. And that's the Chargers you're playing. Then Bucks Colts. I get the Colts winning this one. It's not bias. Um, it's Jonathan Taylor is a god. And I get you're going up against one of the best run defenses in the NFL, but Jonathan Taylor is a god? Have I mentioned this before? I mean, the problem with this is that I don't know if the Colts can generate pressure. Like, I mean, again, that's how the the Saints beat the Bucks: Generate pressure, force Tom Brady into making stupid decisions, he'll throw picks or he'll fumble. Um... And then what will eventually end up happening is that the Bucks will stop running the football because... It- hey, Bruce Arians, if you do this again, I'm going to punch you. Stop abandoning the run. I hate you as a team right now, but stop abandoning the run. Oh my god, it makes me... In- it infuriates me. Keep running the football. It works. You have one of the best running backs in the league. You have one of the best run games in the league and you refuse to use it when you're down... And that's why you lose. You you think that Tom Brady can solve everything? He can't. You're gonna run game. Use it. Dipshit. Um, Panthers, dolphins, the Panthers have competency. The Dolphins don't. However, I have said this before and been wrong. Specifically the Ravens game. So we're gonna see how that goes. But I think that the Panthers win. Then Titans, Patriots. Here's the thing. So, originally, I had the Titans winning this game. A.J. Brown is considered out of this game. I am now flipping it to the Patriots. I had the Titans winning, but A.J. Brown is so significant, and I usually don't flip. I don't like to flip, but when there's something that significant of your best wide receiver, there's no chance. There's no chance I can stick with it. Yeah, Patriots, they're streaking right now. They're killing it. Um, Doing a damn good job. They're half a game out of first place in the AFC East. Who could have seen this coming? I actually did. I thought this would be a tight race for the division, and I thought they'd lose it. Um, Yeah. And then the NFC East, where the Eagles are one game out of first place in the division. And if they win, they're half a game out because they have that tie with the... Um, Cowboys and they lose the tiebreaker because of that game. But they're playing the the Giants, and I think they'll win it. If the Eagles do what they've been doing these past four weeks and just run the ball consistently, they're going to beat the crap out of the Giants. When the Saints played the Giants, when we ran the ball, we had a decent chance of winning the game. We could run the ball. They can run the ball. That's what I think. Then in the game that everyone cares about... It is the Falcons and the Jaguars. The Falcons will win this game, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Jaguars actually win this game because the Falcons are that stupid right now. I love to hate on the Falcons. I do, especially because right now we suck. But like, my God, the Jaguars are bad. Just they're 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 a tremendously stupid team with a tremendously bad coach. But the Falcons are just, they're bad. However, they'll have Cordero Patterson back, and Cordero Patterson is kind of my favorite Falcons player. I know what he did to us, but like watching him play over the years has been a treat. And us as NFL fans have just been, you know, kind of screwed by teams not knowing how to use him properly. And now the Falcons have him, and they know how to use him properly. Yeah um, yeah, things, stuff, the Falcons have Thomas Morstead, so maybe, just maybe the Jaguars can win this game, so we can see more of him, it's gonna be weird for Thomas Morstead to be in a Falcons uniform, but you know, as the Falcon, I mean, as the Saints Instagram said, we, we, I wish him luck, I hope the Falcons punt on every single drive, Okay, fine. Awkward silence doesn't really allow for much laughter. Let's talk instead about two teams that will be battling for one of the top five draft picks. It's the Texans and the Jets. Texans are going to win this game, aren't they? That's what I think. But this will definitely be one of those games that everyone is looking forward to not watching. Then, in a game that is actually quite interesting, Broncos and Chargers. Ooh! AFC West matchup between two teams that are very question mark and I think that the biggest question mark is the Broncos and I think the Chargers win this game in a close one I just don't believe in the Broncos (coughs) excuse me for that one as I make a pick that's apparently not considered to be favorable on ESPN I get the Rams beating the Packers I get the Rams beating the Packers I think the Packers are just banged up enough on the defensive front where it's tough and then like you don't have a left tackle and you don't have a backup left tackle. Elton Jenkins is out for the rest of the year and you don't have David Bakhtiari and he's not coming back until the bye week and this ain't the bye week and this is where you falter as the Packers. So I think the Rams are going to win this game but might be a close one. Then Vikings, 49ers. I basically did a coin flip and had the Vikings winning it. That's only that's the only way I can see this happening. Like, I don't know what's going to happen in this game. It's so weird. These two teams are so inconsistent. Then, in Sunday Night Football, we get the Ravens and the Browns. I think the Ravens are going to continue their forward momentum. If uh, if Lamar Jackson's in, I think they're going to win this game. Um, I don't think that the Browns are going to be able to do it. Not the way... They are dealing with Baker Mayfield having... I saw his... Like, you know how they put in parentheses next to an injured player, their injury? Uh, his was listed as multiple, which is always a good sign if you're a player. Yeah, I think the Ravens are going to win this. Finally, Washington and Seattle. In a game that I have as a 34-pointer because I truly believe in these offenses. Um. Just... Washington is a good team. Uh Yeah. Sorry if I seem weird. I just need to Okay, apologies for that. I just had to check a quick important email. Um yes. So back to the this thing. Washington is going to win. Yes. Okay, so now, let's see. Let's talk about the college football. Starting with last week, in which I only missed one game. Which game was it? The one where Utah won. We'll talk about that one later. Starting with Oklahoma's... They beat Iowa State. Cool, I didn't watch it. Ohio State murdered Michigan State. Jesus. um, That game was over after the first quarter. I've never seen a game like that. Or you have two top ten teams who are just like, Hi, we are here to play football. And Ohio State said, No, we're here to play football. You're here to die. And then, that proceeded to end up being true. Then, I had Clemson beating Wake Forest, and I said it was going to be because of defense. It ended 48-27. to I didn't know it was going to be because of offense, too. Yeah, I just thought Clemson was going to keep that streak rolling, and I was right. Wake Forest was just on the downturn. They are still probably going to make the ACC championship, though. Then in a game I think we all knew was going to end the way it did but not with the points. Alabama beat Arkansas but only by 7. Crazy how that works. Um yeah. I don't know just honked out there but they need to not. Um yeah, so Alabama's beaten Arkansas and LSU's JV team by a total of what, 13 points? Cool. That's why they're not number 2 anymore and Ohio State is according to the every poll that I know of. Then, UTSA beat UAB. Oh, baby, we need to talk about the ending to this game, because I watched it. So I was sick. Didn't get... I should note I was sick. Um. Yeah, I've mentioned this before. I was sick. I didn't go presently, physically, excuse me, to the LSU-ULM game, which would have made me even sicker. Let's be honest, that game was terrible. So... Let's talk this ending, and we're going to work through it basically play-by-play. Play. I'm going to actually pull up the play-by-play. Play. That way I don't screw everything up like I have when I've tried to recall it. Ladies and gentlemen, we reached the punt drive. So, UTSA has turned it over on Downs. I didn't know this. I just came into this drive with um, <clears throat> no knowledge. Turned on ESPN+. Plus. And UAB ran the ball for five yards. Timeout, UTSA. They only had two. So second down, run. Timeout, UTSA. So now they're out of timeouts. It's third down. Now, if you're UAB, what do you do? You're up thirty. Uh, you're up thirty-one to twenty-seven. What do you do? Naturally, you run the ball. Try and run as much clock as you can. See if you can get a first down. You think you do, but you don't. You instead are short by a few inches. So, it's like minute 40-something on the clock. And if you're UAB, what do you do? Do you go for it? You're at your own 42-yard line. But, no. Now, you could punt it right there. That would be stupid. Instead, you take an intentional delay of game to back yourself up five yards run some clock, and then kick it uh, so that UTSA has barely any time left and they have to score a touchdown. Okay, then. So, UTSA won this game, right? Yeah, great decision. So, we get a punt. This punt goes for 40 yards. It's at the 23-yard line. So, they need to go 77 yards in 76 seconds. Because there's like a minute apparently according to this thing there was like a minute 6 remaining on the clock we'll go with that because by god the clock on the broadcast was a little bit screwy also the broadcaster was uh somebody referred to him as what would uh what it would sound like if coach o broadcasted a game and yeah he had the same kind of scruffly voice and he's awesome and um yeah anyway let's get to this so first play Incomplete pass. Fine. Second play. Big time throw. First down. 28-yarder. Okay. Boom. I believe the clock was running on that one. I think it was in the middle of the field. Then you get a short pass for six yards. Fine. Then, it's second and four. 33-yard pass to the sideline. Dude gets a foot down. It was an incredible catch. It was like one of those... Uh, catches. Yeah, like that. Okay, fine honking car. So anyway, we get to this play. Then, it's... Okay, this play-by-play is a load of crap, and I know it. Um. So there's a... That throw, I thought... No the throw was apparently to the 10 so it's first and goal I don't remember it being first and goal but whatever so anyway you get UTSA's quarterback he finds an open hole runs it for 9 yards that was a first down I remember that being a first down But it could be wrong. Referees might have had it wrong. The broadcast might have been wrong. Whatever. But he was short of the end zone. That's what's important. And everything seems to be going like, oh my god, we need to spike it, spike it, spike it. But no. Because a UAB Blazer is down. And the refs put nine seconds on the clock. So UTSA's got a chance to run a couple plays and score a touchdown. First play, rollout pass, quick throw, incomplete. Alright, second play. Snap, low. So, of course, we're already starting great. The snap is low. However, quarterback goes down, picks it up. He's got it. It's fine. Gets into his right hand. Throws what is a lame duck pass. The defender falls down in an attempt to make an interception, tips the ball, it's caught for a touchdown. Three seconds left. Absolutely insane catch. I was going crazy. The entire stadium was going crazy. That was one of the most... I've like seen a lot of UTSA uh, clips thanks to um, Scott Van Pelt's uh, bad beats, considering they've had a lot of them. Uh, and just stuff. And that stadium looked like it was nearly full. Like, a lot of people were em- are embracing this team. And uh, UTSA clinched the division. And they had to... They, the winner of that game was going to clinch the division. Because uh, you had the Blazers who had only one loss. And then UTSA was undefeated. So, of course... You know, winner would either be undefeated or have one loss and have the tiebreaker yeah so UTSA won in one of the most incre- incredible and crazy and awesome finishes ever and I need you to look it up if you haven't already then SMU Cincinnati Cincinnati beat the crap out of SMU they'd clearly heard everything that had been said about them and said what if we just murder them and they did then ULL they beat Liberty 42-14 to Yeah, that was just... Billy Napier. Wow, amazing job. I can't wait for him to be the new head coach at the University of Florida because they don't actually go after big-time guys. They go after Sun Belt guys. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm allowed to do things like that. Then, Baylor. They beat Kansas State. Cool. I don't know anything about this game. I know about this game, though. Oregon and Utah. So if Utah would have lost this game, they'd have probably made the Rose Bowl... I'm not even kidding. They had a better chance of making the Rose Bowl by losing than winning. Because now, so Oregon can miss the Pac-12 title game with a loss to Oregon State. With a loss to Oregon State, they could be done, they are done Then, it's either Wazoo or Oregon State that represents the North in the Pac-12 title game. And if you're wondering how come Utah's in the South, your guess is as good as mine. What I do know is this: Utah beat the crap out of Oregon, and it wasn't even close—thirty-eight to seven. Oregon State—they won twenty-four to ten. I thought they'd beat Arizona State, just because I have no idea. I think that was genuinely a random pick. I—I I think I've made random picks this year, and sometimes they've actually worked out. This was an example of that. And now, we move on to this week. Here are my picks. Ohio State beats Michigan in a game that no one is expecting to be close. Ohio State's going to win by double digits. Mark my words. Mark my words of this. I have no clue who's going to win between Miami of Ohio and Kent State. And I've picked Kent State because reasons. I actually think this game is really important, though. I... Well actually no I don't. So bowl game wise, sometimes there are years where it's like there's a chance that there's not enough I mean there's too many bowl eligible teams. Winner of this game gets to a bowl game. Because there's like there's a very low chance a 7 and 5 team gets left out compared to a 6 and 6. But right now if everything goes to chalk, so if every game goes the way it's supposed to, there will not be enough 6 and 6 teams eligible for the number of bowl games, which means that five and seven teams are going to get in based on APR. So that's a thing to know. Um, Wake Forest, I think they'll drop kick uh, Boston College right into the harbor. Let's just say that right now. They're just going to beat the crap out of them. Uh, Alabama wins the Iron Bowl because it is not the year for Auburn. Auburn has decided to lay down and die. Cool, fun, awesome. Then, in the game that formerly was called The Civil War before they decided to change the name to nothing, come up with a better name. If only there was another name for war, like Conflict. Damn it, that's already been taken by UConn and UCF. Man. The Civil, um... The Civil- no, Conflict works too dang well. Man, the civil battle? The civil battle. Yes. That doesn't imply a series. Who cares? I think Oregon wins it. Anyway, Western Kentucky versus Marshall. I think Western Kentucky wins it because Bailey Zappi just throws the ball all over the place for 87 bajillion yards again. Bailey Zappi is on pace to break Joe Burrow's passing touchdowns record, and that really scares me. Because I don't want that broken. By the way, Western Kentucky is coached by Georgia Southern's head coach's brother. And if you know who Georgia Southern's head coach is, then it's funny because that's Clay Halton. Yet yeah, Clay Halton's brother. Then, I think Wisconsin beats uh, Minnesota, keeps Paul Bunyan's axe, and makes the Big Ten championship game where they will promptly get their asses kicked by Ohio State. As everyone expects. I think Oklahoma wins Bedlam. I think you can say this about... Every single year, and you'd probably be right. It doesn't matter how good Oklahoma State is. Oklahoma just wins it. Like, this is this is a series in which Oklahoma has more wins in leap years than Oklahoma State has wins. There are, like, entire... Gra- there are entire... um. What? I'm trying to think of a way to put this. There were freshmen at Oklahoma State in the 90s who did not see Oklahoma State win over Oklahoma in their lives prior to coming to the university in which they finally saw it happen in their freshman year. This was true twice, by the way, in the history of Bedlam, where entire uh, incoming classes had never seen it happen in their lives because Oklahoma went on 18-game win streaks for no reason or 18-game unbeaten streaks. Basically, what I'm saying is that Oklahoma wins Bedlam at uh, the end. Then, in another series in which things happen, Kentucky will beat Louisville. Cool. BYU will beat USC, and that is the last prediction I will make for this. And in Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, I think the total is going to be 56. Cool. Now, let's, uh, uh, excuse me for 12 seconds. Alrighty, underdog pick'em. Now, I actually had to already make my picks for this week. Um, so, yeah, because there are games today. And none of my picks have actually already been played. That's cool. Uh, my pick is Temple over Navy, so for 12 points. OU over OSU, the Bedlam thing for four. And then Kentucky over Louisville is actually a two-point underdog. So, yeah. Maybe that's because Malik Cunningham can do weird things. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I've already made my decision. So, ha. Um, yeah. Oh, I should mention how last week went uh, for this thingy. Because I never mentioned who... I picked... Um... Yes... Let me just check real quick. Yes. Um, so, last week. There we go. I missed South Florida over Tulane. Got ULL over Liberty... And missed the Oregon game, because of course I did, because of course that went normally. There were, wow, that was not a good week. Seriously, like, oof. Like, the biggest upset I think was Colorado? No, Missouri over Florida. So the maximum number was terrible. 8 for Mizzou over Florida, 7 for South Carolina over Auburn. And then six, which you could have gotten two ways, either Colorado over Washington or Wyoming over Utah State. Eight plus seven is 50. Only 21 points were available. How sad and unfortunate. And then as for this week, there are some things. Georgia Tech is 35-point underdogs. That's a fun one. So I didn't pick them. But yeah, I'm not gonna go over the rest of this because it's a thing. I am instead going to go over the LSU Texas A&M game, and then we're gonna get out of here because this is also gonna be the goalie go kickoff show, except it's not really. So, uh, Texas A&M versus LSU. Texas A&M's probably gonna win this game. However, based on how this series has gone, which is stupid. We're probably also going to win this game. Going to be final game. We need to win this game for bowl eligibility. Here's the problem. We're not good enough. Here's the other problem. We don't have Elias Ricks. I mean, we haven't had him the entire season, but we won't have him going forward. He's decided to transfer, and he's likely going to Bama because everyone decides to go to Bama. If they're really good, because they're lazy. Dude, go somewhere different. Go somewhere different. Please, stop going to Bama. It's boring. Damn it, go to Georgia or something. I would be less pissed off if you went to Georgia. Mainly because they're in the SEC East and we never play them. Excuse me. I had to do a cough thing. And I didn't pause because I didn't have time to. Speaking of things I don't have time for, I really, really do not have time for wasting my time watching LSU miss out on bowl eligibility. Please don't make me do that. You know be cool, win. I don't think we will. I think we'll lose by a touchdown. But you never know. I just think this is the last time we're going to see the team play this year, which means that this is the last time I'll have to cover them, which means that I will be a very happy person. Or I'll have to watch them again. Maybe they'll win that bowl game. Yeah, they probably won't. If they make a bowl game, I don't think they'd win it. But who knows? I can't predict the future. I'm not a scientist. I meant to say a psychic, but I guess I screwed up. Or did I? If only you could see that coming. Yeah, so... Uh, anyway, off of that stupidity, let's end this baby right now. Because frankly, LSU basketball plays in about 40 minutes. I'm probably not... I'm not going to do a recap of that game... Uh, for the sole reason of... I ain't doing it tomorrow. Why would I do that? That would be ridiculous. That would just be ridiculous. Nah. No, we're not doing that. No. We only do it for games I go to. That's what the rule is. You understand that? Good. Hope you've enjoyed this episode of... Goal to Go... Slash the kickoff show... Where I barely previewed the game... Because I really don't want to talk about it. Um... And... Also, because I really don't know what to say. Because again, this game could either go, Oh yeah, LSU's getting their ass kicked. Or, why is LSU stupidly close in this game? It's either one of those two. I don't think we win this game in a blowout. But I could be wrong. Here's what I do know. This is over. So, hope you enjoyed this. If you did, feel free to share with other people. Um you want to find me on Twitter, find me at capital B-E-N, capital S, capital L, capital A, capital S, P-O-R-T-S. Going to do a two-point conversion on Sunday, as per usual. And there won't be one on Monday, because I already did one today. Because the Saints played yesterday and made me want to die. Not really. Please. I'm fine. I just am really annoyed at the Saints. They make me very un- very unhappy Um, when they play and happy when they don't, so that's a thing, but yeah, um, anyway, until next time, I've been Ben Schluter. this has been the Goal to Go thingy show, hope you have a fantastic week, and until next time, bye-bye.